eat a bag of dicks. All right. It is the Thursday show. It is the Big 49. I am the stretch, and I am on fire already. I did one of those, oh, yeah, there was a button not pushed in my entire first segment. Did not record, and now I'm all fired up and angry, and that's the best way the stretch show should be. Stretch show is made from bacon grease, um, anger, and helplessness. More anger. Mix in a little uh, chicken grease, maybe some gravy. And that you've got it right there. A little moto, a little dirt. That, that, that's what you got. That's the contents of the stretch show that make it tick, if you're wondering. And right now, I got all of those in the pot, and they are stirred up, and I am ready to F and roll. And I am very proud to announce that coming up in moments, we will talk to Adam C. and Cirillo from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Adam C. getting on the podium. A friend of the 49. Very happy for him. And uh, I was talking about this or thinking about this before the show started, about how we've got the freaking Supercross this weekend. It's kind of a a letdown. We know what's going to happen. It's going like this. Chase Sexton wins the championship. Eli Tomac will take second place in the championship. And Kenny Roxon will just get on the track and finish third in the championship after Utah. And it's like, and and we're all still so upset about it because the Eli, Eli had it. It's Eli's year. It's like, dude, there should be an asterisk next to Chase. Like, he didn't really win it. Eli just got hurt. No, here's the deal. Pump your brakes. And I tell you this, we're going to not remember this in a long time. We're going to look back at 2023 is going to be Chase Sexton's effing year. It's the year he came out. He's 23 years old. He's number 23, and he's going to win his first Supercross championship in 2023. And there will be more from this young man. And we'll kind of forget this happened. And I've looked back through the record books. Eli's had some heartbreakers before. Like, technically, Eli, realistically, this should have been Eli's fourth championship. There was another year. I don't remember exactly what it is because, remember, I'm not a moto dork. I had to look all this up, and then I forget stuff because, well, I got better things to remember, like bacon and midgets. But Eli almost won the championship one time earlier in his career and didn't get it because, you know, some crap happens. It's this sport. And we don't remember that. We don't go, oh, yeah, he also should have had this. No, no, it's it's whoever won that year was their, their year. They won. And I think we're going to do the same thing in, you know, we're going to get some time between now and then. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah, 2023, who won? Oh, yeah, it was Chase Sexton. Oh, yeah, that guy's great. He won, you know, three or four or whatever it is. I think Chase is going to win a couple of these. He's, he's damn good. And he deserves it. And Eli deserves it. And there's still heartbreak over Eli. And... Speaking of Moto and all the stuff that's going to go down at Supercross, uh, they're not doing a post-race press conference, so I'm going to see what kind of access I get. There's something on Friday, but I can't make it on Friday unless uh, uh, the Moto Man can jump in and uh, record a, an interview and then and then give it to me. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust the Moto Man to handle the Moto interviewing here on the Big 49. He may like start talking about cock and balls out of nowhere. I got Chase Sexton up there, and he's talking. All of a sudden, Moto Man starts going, cock and balls, cock and ball. I'll be like, Moto, we can't do that. We're professionals here. And he'll be like, hand the microphone to Kyle, and Kyle will be all drunk, and Kyle will say, vagina. <laughs> I didn't say cock and ball stretch. And I'll be like irate and cursing. Yeah. Let's see, there you go. That's the anger stirred into the grease pot that is the stretch show right there. Bam, bam, bam. 
So I, if I can't do this myself, I don't know if we're going to do it. I may have to take away from one of my jobs to actually do this job and do it right because I want it to be right for the listeners. So we'll find out if I do or not. Ah, God. Um, outside of Moto today, we are going to talk about... I'm, I'm currently working on... I'm trying to get food delivered to the LCR, speaking of Moto Man and Kyle. They are tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and I'm trying to get food delivered to them from a restaurant in the UK. I know it is their favorite dining establishment now. It's just real expensive to get Uber Eats to deliver from London to Los Angeles. So I'll tell you about this restaurant, though, and you'll know why it's their favorite. And I also want to defend my friend Moto Man. I'm going to tell you an update on a story. A man has been arrested, and I don't want you calling us at 866-49-BIG-49 and saying, Moto, I heard you got arrested in the UK, because that is not true. This is not Moto Man. He was not there. I'm going to talk about all of this when I come back. But up next, it's Adam C. and Cirillo right here on the Big 49. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with the guy we have not got to talk to since right before A1. And his name is Adam C. and Cirillo from that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. And he is up on the box tonight, and we couldn't be happier for him. I know when we talked to you earlier in the season, Adam, or right before the season started, you kind of told us that all the pressure was off of you, that you really got to, it seems like, appreciate everything you have in this life and in this sport and how much you really love the sport, having been away and being plagued by injuries for the last couple of seasons, and you felt like it was time just to come out and get back to just enjoying it, and it seems like it's paying off. Then we've watched you progress, progress, progress every single round, it seems like, this uh, Supercross season, and now here we are. Coming toward the end of the season, and you're up on the box, and it's got to feel really, really good. Uh, talk us through this experience for you for the last uh, – it's the last couple of years leading to this point tonight. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild, wild couple years for me. Yeah. Um, just battling a lot of health stuff and really just – yeah, I've just had to dig so deep. Like, there's so many times I've, yeah. I've almost quit or thought I was done. Um and, and I really, really mean that. Like, yeah. when I got back on the bike and, you know, I, did, I didn't do a lot of riding in the off-season. And, you know, just it wasn't looking good for me. Even December time, I'm, like, stressing it big time. And, um, obviously, I haven't been exactly where I wanted to be this year. I'm, I'm yeah. used to having at least pace and being up towards the front. And I haven't had any pace. And that's been tough to, you know, in the races anyway. It's been tough to swallow for me. And um, it was discouraging to start the year. Uh, but right around Indianapolis, I, I really just <laughs> had to come to Jesus with myself, really, and said, "This is, you know, it's no, this is no way to live." Like I was, I was being so hard on myself. Um, just wasn't talking very nice to myself. Wasn't having a lot of fun. And yeah. you know, I kind of turned it around. And um, and I think it's all about what you notice in life. And you know, I started noticing the positive things and um, being grateful for what I had. And it, it kind of made my work during the week a little bit better and I was able to, you know, get some momentum going. And obviously with the with Eli um, going out tonight, like echo what Chase said, you never want to see that. And look, I know it's the end of the season and there's a lot of guys hurt. I do not care, man. I'm like, obviously I, I want everybody to be healthy. But um, for me to be back here is a big testament to everybody around me. Um, and and uh, yeah, I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's good to be stubborn. It has paid off here as we've gotten into Denver, Colorado. So congratulations on the great ride tonight, Adam. 
but think about this. I know it's been a long way. We can tell by the, there's a lot of emotion with you right now, and it has been since you got up on the podium at the end of the race. Uh, how many times have you sat like up at night just thinking about this moment, this moment of getting back to the podium in the 450s? How many times has that kept you awake at night, you know, in the last couple of years? Oh, I, man, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I've laid in bed so many nights, so many nights, and imagine this moment right here and, like, what I would say and what I would feel and, yeah. I mean, really everything in vivid detail probably a few times a week. I mean, okay. I, I love the sport with everything in me, and I always have. Um and it's obviously it's no secret I've been I've been battling some um, health problems and yeah. it's, it's difficult when you're not sure what your best is going to be on Saturday. Okay. Um, it's been it's been really <clears throat> it's been really difficult for me and yeah. Um, yeah. But today today is a good day. It is a damn good day, uh, Mr. Adam C. And it's great to see you back up here. But walk us through. What you had to do to get back to this point? Like, what was the process of getting back to this point? And now, moving forward, are you gonna, you know, carry? I guess a lot of uh, positive vibes and a lot of confidence going into the outdoor season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one. It's been one day at a time for me, and um, what okay. this whole kind of experience has taught me. When you're when you're kind of so far away from from this goal, from from these guys, from being up here. Um, you got to take it day by day, and, and, and really, I I kind of judge myself on the quality of my work and, and not the results. It's kind of the only way I've been able to to continue, Fair really, enough. and yeah. to, to not give up and, and still be here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it gives me confidence. Um, I really like the track tonight. I flowed well, and yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I know that I can still do this. Like, I know I can still do this at a high level. I wouldn't be here. Um, just collecting a check. Otherwise, you know, I'm yeah. here to to do well. Um, I believe in myself, obviously, or I would be um, maybe maybe uh, co-workers with Daniel over here. But, uh, Settle down, stand by. <laughs> but um, yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence going forward for sure. Nice, uh, uh, man. Let's talk about this too. It's got to be kind of extra cool, I guess, like cherry on top of this awesome Sunday that is your your night tonight here in Denver that you're up there with a couple guys that are your buddies. You've been friends with Chase, and you've been friends with uh, Kenny for a long time. You guys have a history that goes way, way back. So, you know, uh, walk us through that as well, which has been part of the dynamic of, of this entire experience for you, having these friends out on the track. Yeah, it's been an interesting dynamic. Like, I feel like yeah. <clears throat> kind of the start of my pro career, like, I was staying, before I even bought a house, I was staying with Ken. Wow. Um, he was like kind of big brother to me and then at one point i felt like i was kind of big brother to chase when when he came up i remember he's like 15 16 years old um coming and started riding with me and i think you were a couple seconds faster than me during the week in like 2017 i'm out there trying to get like ninth on the weekend <laughs> um but yeah man i think for me and i really if, if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna be real i think one of something that maybe doesn't contribute to my results and like my, a personality trait of mine is I love seeing like my friends or just other people do well and, and yeah. succeed and you know there I don't feel any type of you know obviously Chase is you know probably the Supercross champion um, 
you know, Ken and Indianapolis, I felt like I won the race. So I, I genuinely just love seeing my my friends succeed, and um, it's cool to kind of have a brotherhood. You know, we've all kind of walked the same road. It's it's hard to get here, whether you're winning or in tenth. It's it's difficult. Um, these are the best guys in the world, and yeah, stoked to have these guys as friends, and always stoked to see them succeed. All right, uh, very cool. Once again, congratulations on the culmination of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and getting back to this point. Uh, Well-deserved, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. We appreciate you as always, Adam, and we will talk to you again very, very soon uh, when we get into Utah. Let's see you back up on the box in Utah. That's what I'm predicting. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, everything is said and done now in that Pulp MX uh, Yamaha LCQ Challenge, and this is great news. They have announced that they raised over $160,000 this year to kick back down to the privateers through that raffle where they gave away a Yamaha motorcycle and all kinds of people in the moto game stepped up and gave huge prize packages that they raffled off. They say it's almost $25,000 more than they made last year, and they are completely stoked to be doing this. And shout out to everybody once again over at Pulp MX, especially Mathis and just all those guys. They, they did an amazing job of this thing, and it's really cool to see somebody looking out for the privateers. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49 is the Stretch Show. Right now, we're going to talk about a restaurant that I'm currently in negotiations with. I'm trying to figure out a way to get Uber Eats to deliver from the UK right here to America. You know why? Because my friends, Moto Man and Kyle, they're hungry on the LCR radio show tomorrow. Kick off at 3 p.m. and they are they like to eat. And I found a restaurant that is sure to be their favorite. It's got pictures. It is, uh, well, let's see, London's first sex restaurant. And... It's pretty interesting. They call it a raunchy menu of Italian food. And it's in, uh, they call the, the, it's the first sex restaurant, Naked Soho is the name of it. And it's in London. And basically when you go inside, the entire walls are just covered in cock balls and vagina. That's all it is. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And then every dish is named after something. So, the uh, chick that went in to report on this, where I found out about it, she said it opened last July, and it's a very tiny little restaurant, and their gimmick is sex. And like I said, there's cockin' balls everywhere, and vagina mirrors, and sexy signs, and then all their foods named, like with a different little twist. And imagine you go in there for lunch, and every plate in the restaurant, this is... Probably the best part for Moto Man is every plate has a giant boner sticking right in your face. So, and in the they say that every uh, penis and everything in there, the the legs of the chairs are penises, the candlesticks are penises, hanging on the walls, giant penises, and they say that all the penises were modeled after real people. They they molded them from actual schlongs. I don't know if they're the owners or whatever. They don't say. But they do call themselves the world's first sexy cafe. And here's what uh, the reporter ordered. She ordered the F Me Fridays deal, which includes a main course and a cocktail. 
And she says that it included a tossed salad. And they had a cock press salad too on there. I think Moto would love the cock press salad. Probably delicious. And they have the climax, which is the main course. And they run between like, you know, about 20, 25 bucks, typical restaurant stuff. And the lady said she ordered uh, an authentic pasta uh, bolognese, which came and she was shocked when they brought the plate. And the plate basically, so imagine if you had a boner and you took a mold of it, and then at the base of where the base of your schlong is, it just rolled out into a plate. That's what all the plates are. All the plates are this huge boner sticking right in your face. And it curves upwards and they set it so that the plate is sitting with the with the cock curving up towards your face. Yeah. They also uh, name all their cocktails, you know, the screaming orgasm, the blowjob, all those fun names you have for cocktails. They say the uh, lady that comes over uh, has big boobs. I don't know if that's part of the sex cafe. They're not nude or anything and you can't get nude. It's not like an orgy place or anything like that. And they say there's just penises everywhere. I'm looking at the pictures and signs on the wall that say uh, lick this or lick me. And they say it's very difficult at any point in this restaurant to get away from the molds of vaginas and penises of all sizes hung all around the walls and on the mirrors and everywhere. They got a giant vagina mirror hanging on the wall. So you can understand why I'm playing the first in line. I mean, the last in line by Dio, I'm saying in the first in line because the uh, LCR radio show wants to be there. And they want to be the first to have the giant schlong. Now, here's one. The lady had dessert. The dessert was a mold of a penis, so it was a penis waffle. But imagine you just stuck your schlong, made a mold, and filled it with a waffle. And you've got a waffle iron that makes uh, cock waffles is what it is. It's a cock waffle. And uh, it comes out, and then they put it there, and then they serve it on the plate that already has the boner. And then they spray whipped cream on the tip of the, of the fake boner. And and on the plate like it just shot out of the the boner on your plate. I'm telling you, it's the new favorite spot of the LCR, and I'm gonna order food for them, and I will have it soon. I'm just saying, if I was a waiter there, I would bring donuts out for dessert, and I would have them on my schlong, and I would be like, "Would you like a French Cruella, a glazed? They gotta have holes in them, though. Oh, you would like a vanilla cake? How about a chocolate sprinkle cake? I'd have all of them on my schlong, and then I would pull the donut off my schlong. That's what I would do." would be great times. Uh, that is an old radio bit. Uh, a dude I know in radio did this. And radio people are fat wankers. Look at me. And most people are fat wankers at your work too. And they love free junk food. And this dude that I knew back in the heyday of Radio Wars, he sent donuts to the competitor. And it was just a box of donuts. And they were like, hey, we got a delivery for da-da-da. And they sent them the donuts. Well, uh, at the bottom of the donuts was him, and it wasn't his whole face, it was his dick, and he had the donuts, his dick through the donut, through the hole in the donuts, and that was on the bottom of the donuts. So they ate the donuts, and then they looked down, and there's a Polaroid of a dick that had those same donuts they just ate on a dick in the bottom of this box. Kind of funny. I might incorporate that at this restaurant. I'm just saying, I'm stretch. It's the Big 49. Radio Wars are a bitch. So, KLOS, if you get any donuts in the mail from the Big 49, you should probably not eat them. I'm just saying. I'm warning you. 
big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saw a nice video online yesterday of star racing Yamaha's Hayden, Danger Boy, Deegan, and Daxton Bennick. And what they were doing is they were taking graduation photos out on the star racing compound. They had on caps and gowns and their motocross boots. Remember all these kids that are racing at such a young age at the professional level, they go to a thing called on track school where they actually get to graduate high school on time and they do it, but they do it while racing professional motocross at the same time. And it's pretty cool and it's good to see them stick to the books, get their diplomas and then continue on with their careers. So shout out to Deegan and to uh, Daxton Biddick for getting their diploma. And also, yeah, Ricky Carmichael. He just got his this year from On Track School as well. I'm not even joking about that. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is the Stretch Show here on a Thursday. Getting ready for the weekend. Getting ready for the Friday. I am so excited on Saturday. Uh, uh, I don't have to work as much. I'm still not going to be here for the Supercross coverage. I'm too busy trying to kill myself working, but I'm working less on Saturday. And I'm actually going to, the only reason I'm not doing any Supercross coverage, I'm actually going to sleep at some point between uh, working jobs. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be lovely. Lovely, lovely. Uh, now I got to tell you something. I'm going to defend my friend Moto. Are you guys aware of him? Moto Man's my very dear friend. I love a little Moto Man. Uh, I gotta tell you this, he is not involved in this story. I've told you this story before, and I may have hinted at some point because I am not a very nice person or a very good friend. I don't know if you're aware of this. Have you met me? My name is Stretch. I'm an a-hole. Uh, I may have alleged in the past that there was a gimp on the loose in the UK terrorizing people. A gimp, you know what a gimp is? The gimp suit, like a, it's like a bondage thing. They put somebody in a full leather suit and then they, they, I don't know, they whip them or chain them up or what they do. Pulp Fiction, get the gimps, one of the greatest movie clips ever where they had the dude in a gimp suit and they're like, go get the gimp. Uh, well, there's been a dude in a gimp suit running around terrorizing people in Somerset over in the UK. And people, I mean, it's, but this guy's creepy. And what's nuts is there's a lot of video of this dude. And people, like a lady will be getting out of her car late at night to go into her flat, they say. And this dude comes creeping up behind her. And she turns around and there's a dude in a gimp. Imagine a gimp suit. Uh, Kanye West wears a gimp suit basically all the time. The full face. You can't see any face. It's a leather full body suit with like zippers all over it. And then uh, and it has a mask too. And you can't see anything. They're, they're like a, just a, it's just a black leather blob. That's what it looks like. If you're into paranormal, it's a shadow person, only it's not a shadow. It's a real person in a gimp suit that's just a solid black leather outfit. And that would be terrifying, especially if you're a female getting out of your car trying to get into your house at night and you turn around and this thing's standing behind you and trying to grab you. So they've been looking for this guy since 2016 is when this started in this area. Uh, the guy, they say, had been arrested before on numerous occasions, but I don't think they got him before as the gimp. They arrested him as a suspect in the area of some of these things, so now they know it's him. And this time they got him red-ass handed. What happened is uh, someone was driving their car and he just jumps out in front of your car and then will just stand there and stare at you 
And this is a weird ass thing. You're like, is this dude gonna attack me? Is this dude gonna rape me? Is this guy gonna rob me? Like, what the F is happening? Because they're completely disguised. You have no idea who it is. And it's a, you know, a man. So they make the 911 call or whatever it is they do over in the UK. And they say that the cops were right in the area and they were on the scene within three minutes and they found the gimp trying to run away and they chased him down, hopefully whooped his ass. And then the bobbies brought him in and now they know who he is and he has been charged. They say he was arrested last year and they say that they've kept this guy in mind the entire time and now they got him and they know it's him. So they had him. I guess last time he maybe had gotten rid of the gimp suit before the cops got there. And they're like, what are you doing here? And it was a man in his 30s. So this is the right dude. They had the right dude before. They say he was arrested before on uh, suspicion of causing a public nuisance in relations to some of these incidents. And, and then they have found him around the area. Now they found him in his gimp suit and he is busted. The gimp is caught. The reign of the gimp in Somerset, UK is over. And, and I'm not kidding. This, if... I would attack, though, immediately. I wouldn't run, if, unless he had a weapon. Because I know you don't have pockets in a gimp suit, so if, if you're not holding a weapon in your hand, you have no weapon. And if I turned around and there was someone standing behind me in this suit, I would immediately assume they were there to do harm to me or someone, and I would attack them. I would start just bombing on them, and then I would ground and pound them. That's what I would do. But most people scream and run away. Don't get me wrong. If they crept up on you, it would startle you, and you might run back. But then I would attack, and, and I don't think a lot of people do that. A lot of people run away in fear, so you gotta learn to fight back, people. Don't be a victim. All right, up next, I'm gonna tell you about a mom defending her uh, school shooter son. It's a great one. It's the Big 49. The Man Entertainment Report! Nice social media post yesterday from Megan Kelly. Remember, she's the really hot news anchor that was at Fox News. And then she left and does her own thing now. And she's viral over the internet. She She's like a female Tucker Carlson is what she is. And man, did she go in on John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. And then John Legend stood up for Chrissy Teigen. And then Megan Kelly responded and absolutely skewered him with a video shot at her news desk. And you know what? She doesn't work for a network now she can do what she wants and it's badass to see these guys that usually just have to let stuff roll off their back stand up and defend themselves and blast the crap out of some celebrity retard that doesn't know what they're talking about way to go megan kelly okay rumors are all over the internet that tom cruise has found a new victim i mean lady to date that was a joke scientologist so please don't come after me and kill my pets I'd see that's another joke. All this is allegedly like Tom Cruise is allegedly now dating the recently divorced Shakira. Allegedly. You see, these people are allegedly very litigious, and I have to uh, allegedly say the word allegedly a lot. I was told by corporate lawyers the last time they allegedly threatened to sue me. So congratulations, Tom and Shakira, if that's true, allegedly. All right, this has got to absolutely suck, but the former great football, baseball, everything player in the world, Bo Jackson, says he's had the hiccup since July. The hiccups since July. It's so bad, in fact, that he's now going to have to go a medical procedure to make the hiccups go away because he can't get rid of the hiccups. Apparently, somebody needs to scare the crap out of Bo and they'll go away. I'll do it, Bo. I'll hide outside your house next time you come and jump out and go, bye. Then, like, your hiccups go away. It's magic like that. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. This is Stretch Show. Going to talk about a real life Michael Myers in our midst. 
And I'm going to talk about his mother that's here to uh, defend him. This happened uh, last year. 25-year-old teacher was shot. Abigail Zwerner was shot in her classroom by a six-year-old. She got a gunshot wound to her hand and her chest, and she survived. Uh, The child, six years old, arrested. Mom was then prosecuted for uh, felony child neglect after the kid. Like, why did your six-year-old have a handgun at school? And for recklessly leaving a firearm out to endanger a child. Uh, the, The lawyer of the teacher, teacher's now suing them for $40 million, going, this kid was disturbed. This kid's Michael Myers, and you had him in my classroom, and it's your fault. In fact, the story goes on, and I've talked about this before when it first happened. I'm only revisiting it because the mom has now come, popped her head out of the gopher hole and deserts to be whack a mold right back down into that gopher hole. The, uh, the kid was such a problem that his parents would have to come to school and watch him so he would behave. He was such a disturbance that if the parents weren't there in the classroom, this kid would, would flip out. They say at one point, though, the parents are now defending the kid. And the parent, the, the mom's saying they had stopped coming to the school because the kid uh, was now on medication. And apparently, she's like, he's off the wall. He doesn't ever sit down. He's got really, really bad ADHD. That's the mom's excuse. The kid has really bad ADHD. And she says, and he felt like he was uh, not getting any attention at school. Yeah, because you weren't there watching his ass anymore. He had to act out on the teacher. And apparently, he had been uh, suspended from school before this incident when the teacher was you know, correcting a behavioral problem, he was acting out and his parents weren't there anymore because he was now on medication. <coughs> and he slapped the teacher's cell phone out of her hand and they suspended him for that. And the, and the mom's saying like, he didn't mean to do it. He just threw his arms up because he was uh, acting up and he accidentally knocked the phone out of her hand. I got a feeling if he accidentally knocked the phone out of a teacher's hand, they would say, he's six years old, he accidentally did it. I have a feeling this kid went up and slapped the crap out of that phone, out of that teacher's hand, and then got suspended. But guess what? They kept letting him come back. So you have a kid that's such a bad behavior problem that you have to have the parents in the classroom to watch him. Why is that kid in there? Forget the teacher. The teacher's an adult. Why is that kid in there with other kids? Why are there other six-year-old kids that are having their learning disrupted by this kid? At some point, we got to say, F you and your bad kid. F you and your bad kid. Get the F out. Homeschool this little Michael Myers bastard because he's going to grow up to be a future inmate of America. That's what he is. And I'm proving it right. Psychic stretch is never wrong. I don't know if you're aware of that. Most accurate radio psychic in the world. This kid's a future inmate of America. His mom's making excuses for him. The mom's blaming the teacher. He's got ADHD. Of course, no, no. Your kid brought a gun to school and shot his teacher twice. Your kid is such a dick, you had to come to school and watch him so he wouldn't be such a dick. There's a problem. And the problem is with the school district. I hope they lose, I hope that they're being sued for 40 million. I hope that teacher gets 140 million for having to put up with that satanic little beast. And that mother that enables them and has created them. I'm telling you what, don't back your kids up when they behave badly, agree with the school, discipline your kid and they will behave a lot better when there's consequences to your actions 
and you're not a professional victim, it's not everybody else's fault, your kid's a dick? He's got ADHD. Well, guess what? A lot of people have ADHD and they deal with it and they work within the boundaries of rules and laws and regulations. I'm sick of this crap, man. We gotta stop making excuses for dicks and we gotta start protecting the kids that aren't dicks and the teachers that are, they're just trying to do a job that a lot of people don't wanna do because so many kids are dicks and parents like this giant dick are the problem. They're the reason. Them and Democrats. God help me on Democrats. <laughs> I'm Stretch. Coming up next, we are going to talk to our friend, Kenny Roxon. Let me rephrase that. My friend, Kenny Roxon. He's not really our friend. He's indifferent on the 49. Doesn't like Moto, but likes Stretch. We'll talk to him next. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, Southern California motocross heads, get ready to start seeing every single pro factory rider and all of the great privateers that race professionally right here at all of our local Southern California tracks. Here's why. The outdoor season is going to kick off in a couple of weeks at Fox Raceway at Pala. The Supercross season wraps up this Saturday in Utah. After that, do not expect people to go home and practice. They will come out to Southern California, get the good weather and practice for a couple of weeks on the dirt here and start getting ready for the outdoor season right before our very eyes. So don't be surprised to see some of the greats out at the local tracks. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a stretch show here on a Thursday, getting ready for the weekend, getting ready for the wrap-up of the Supercross season, and then we are headfirst into the motocross season after that. Big 49 will be out in uh, two weeks, so next weekend is an off weekend for motocross, and then after that, uh, the pro motocross season begins, which is interesting because rather than just be, all right, Supercross is over, motocross is starting, this year, Round one of the pro motocross season at Fox Raceway at Pala is round 18 of the professional motocross racing season. It all goes together, and this year we will have the playoffs at the end of the year, and then the championship round here in Los Angeles at the Coliseum. Very cool. Excited about that. I, I'm, I'm hoping uh, the big name riders are all back around for the playoffs. I really want to see the best in the world battle in the playoffs. So we will talk about that ad nauseum as we get closer to it. But right now, I just told you earlier before we ran back the uh, Kenny Roxon interview about a little psycho kid. I called him Little Michael Myers that shot his first grade teacher. And basically, there's just no consequences for his actions. He's a little douchebag. Let's go from a little douchebag kid to a giant douchebag man. And this guy they call a hot-headed businessman, apparently was flying in business class. And he was uh, flying from Barbados to South Florida, where he said he was coming to visit his son. And this guy, they were explaining the menu options to him. And the guy lost his mind and started yelling at the flight attendant, at which point, when you start yelling at a flight attendant, another flight attendant comes, and then all of the flight attendants come, and they're trying to, what they're trying to do is defuse the situation. They're not trying to start a fight, but they're also assessing the situation on how dangerous you're gonna get if they gotta notify the captain and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And this guy's losing his mind over what he said, quote, was uh, a shitty flight attendant insufficiently 
reciting the available meal choices to him. He was that pissed about how the flight attendant told him about the in-flight menu for his dumbass. His name is Robert uh, Croizat, and he became enraged halfway through the flight when they were trying to explain the meal to him, and that's when all hell broke loose. Remember, they're coming to America, and this guy is not American, he was on a passport, so they're holding him down. And it got so heated over the in-flight menu. Yeah, he said, and it says in the report, he kept saying what a shitty flight attendant it was and that that flight attendant should have addressed him in a better way when giving him the choices for his meal. And they say he was shouting at the crew member and then another one came up and then he was shouting at that one too. And they don't say if these are males or females, they could be either stewardesses now. You could be a male stewardess or a female stewardess. That's the great thing about 2023. It doesn't matter. You could still be called a stewardess even if you have a penis. So all the stewardesses came over and he then shoved one. He was touching one and they said, don't touch me. And then one ran to the front. I'm sure to tell the captain, all right, we got a crazy hostile passenger. We're going to have to notify authorities to meet us upon landing. And then he went nuts and then tried to storm the cockpit because he was insisting on speaking to the captain about the, quote, shitty service he got from the, quote, shitty flight attendant. I'm not kidding. All this is over how you told me about the menu. You know, they'll walk up basically, and here's the menu. I'm not even a a stewardess and I can tell you this. Okay, uh, what do you want? The fish or the chicken? That's the flight. That's the menu. And I'll say, well, I want vegetarian. Well, you had to order that in advance. You should have made arrangements for that in advance. So you got fish or chicken. Which one do you want? That that's the that's how you get that's how in-flight meal service works. And you don't get that unless you're in first class or business class. No other plane offers that anymore. They'll go up and they'll be like, you want to pay twenty-three fifty for a bag of beef jerky and some chips and a soda, or do you want to pay uh, seventeen fifty for just a bag of chips? That's how it goes. So. This guy was getting it. He was definitely a first class or business class uh, passenger. He then was greeted by authorities upon landing in Florida. He was then arrested. And this guy is not allowed to leave. He's now bitching and moaning to the courts about how unfair this is, that he has to get Airbnbs and how expensive it is that they took his his passport and he just wants to go home so he can come back when his trial is coming up and they're like yeah you're not going anywhere douche you do you're not coming back and we're not letting you out of our out of our claws while we got him in you they say he had a couple of drinks on the plane they don't think he was really drunk but was very belligerent in his actions and was shoving and yelling and screaming and trying to storm the cockpit he's sitting in a Miami jail where he's been. His son, by the way, who he's coming to visit, did post bond to get him out of jail. And now he's mad that he has to sit and uh, wait out till next month when his freaking court date is. They say 831 investigations so far uh, are last year for unruly passengers. Uh, FAA says they have a zero tolerance for people acting out like this. And they have issued $8.4 million in fines when these go to court so far of all of those people. So that's a lot of money. This guy's going to get slapped with a big fine. And I bet you they'll give him time served and then uh, give him a big fine and then let his ass leave and say, don't come back to America anymore, you bitch. You're not welcome. 
I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, this is going to be pretty interesting, and I got to think that the pro motocross people are pulling some strings trying to make this thing happen. There is now a rumor that Jeffrey Erlings of the Red Bull Factory KTM team, a guy known as basically the greatest motocross racer ever, he now holds the records for the most wins in the history of the MXGP, they say he may come to America and race at Fox Raceway for the open of the outdoor season, and... This is what's so crazy about it. He's in the middle of the MXGP season. They say he may be the first dude to ever race an MXGP race and an American AMA championship outdoor season race in the same weekend. So the dude's going to race, get on a plane, fly here, race again, fly back home to Europe. This is crazy. The only thing that would have made this sweeter, I got to be honest, is if Eli Tomac was healthy and on that track to battle him. But I'd love to see Jeffrey Erlings in person at Fox Raceway. It will be a big boost that I think we need right now for the outdoors. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, I got a story for you here that, man, this would piss you off. It would be hard not to find this guy and physically assault him. Because I think I would probably do that in this situation. Des Moines, Iowa. There is a county called Polk County. And Iowa, you would think homes are cheap. Apparently, Polk County is very nice. And there is an assistant Polk County auditor. His name is Carl Weideronder. And the guy's gone rogue. I mean, absolutely rogue. And people are pissed about it. So this guy looked around and realized a lot of these houses in Polk County were assessed at a value way, way, way lower than what they even sold for. And it's like, well, this is weird. And don't get me wrong. They say rich people cook the books. Well, this guy's taking kind of the law, which is his job. He's the assessor. He goes around and tells you how much your house is worth. And all of that depends on your property taxes. Well, your property taxes are lower the cheaper your house is, obviously. So people like to have their home value low until they sell it. And then they're like, no, 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 it's worth way more than that. And then they sell it. But what's weird is if the tax man gets his money either way. If you sell it for a big fat chunk, you get the tax dollars. And if you have it appraised at a high value, you know, they get their money. But like any government, they always want more. Well, Mr. Polk County Auditor, gone rogue, Mr. Carl Wider Wander Bonker, uh, he just took it upon himself now to go around and they've now had 23 county properties that are being reassessed because of him and his bosses are pissed because you know what these are? All of these homes are worth, they say, over a million dollars. And that's a lot in Des Moines, Iowa. A million dollar home is a nice estate. And I think that Mr. Weiderwanderbomber, uh, he thinks these people aren't paying their fair share of taxes, so he took it upon himself to send them threatening letters that your home is undervalued according to your county records and you're going to have to pay a lot more taxes and your home's going to be re needs to be reassessed. And now they look at the letters and they're these very official letters because well this guy after all is the actual assistant Polk County auditor. He's the guy that you would deal with in this situation. Only he's doing this on his own time unofficially. He's going around and assessing these homes. And here's a little loophole in the Iowa law that is crazy. 
They say if you own a property yourself in Polk County, that you could go to the court and file a protest on any other property in that county and you do it on behalf of the public. Like you could go and be like, wow, that stretches house, that's worth at least $12,000. Well, Stretch says it's only worth $5,000. He's a big fat liar. And then you could file a letter and then they would reassess my house based on your complaint as a local homeowner in the same county. And that's what they have here. So this rogue employee is sending these letters out. He's signing them as himself. And remember, he is the official assistant Polk County Auditor. However, there is a real Polk County Auditor. Uh, Her name is Jamie Fitzgerald. And they're saying, hey, man, stop complaining to us. This guy's doing all of this on his own. It's got nothing to do with us. Only he works in their office and is in their county. They're saying everyone in the county has a black eye now. It looks really, really bad that one of their employees is going rogue and just effing over all the citizens in the county. Man, it's nuts. Uh, The guy uh, released a statement when he was contacted by the local media, and he said the citizens of Polk County deserve an equitable system that treats its residents the same way. Everyone knows the current property tax assessment system is flawed. Iowa law allows all taxpayers the right to protest uh, this, and any other taxpayers can ask for an assessment if they think uh, property taxes are too high or too low on another property. And that's what he's doing. So he's like, screw you, I'm within my my rights as a citizen to do this, but the fact that it's your job to actually do it also shows. So he just looks around, finds rich people, and is like, oh yeah, they're not paying enough. This house is worth way more than that. And then he Fs with him, and he sends a letter on behalf of himself to himself at work and then he goes and reassesses their property taxes this is an effing yeah they're gonna have to fire this guy but i got a feeling he's got a big old lawsuit they're saying some of the assessments uh are 30 to 40 percent lower than what the house actually even sold for so this guy is a piece of work he did see something in the system but he's taking it upon himself to do it on his own time rather than go to the you know legal proceedings and be like hey Let's fix the way we do property taxes around here so it's more fair. No, he's Superman or Robin Hood. He's going to steal from the rich and give to the poor. That's crazy, man. All right, coming up next, final hour of the Stretch Show. Going to wrap it up and get on out of here. And we will do it one more time, talking to Adam C. and Zerillo before we go. It's the Big 49. Big 49 is a Stretch Show. I have bad news. I'm going to end this show on a bad note. Uh, apparently Uber Eats will not deliver from the UK, so Moto Man and Kyle at LCR tomorrow will not get uh, basically spaghetti with dicks in it for <laughs> tomorrow for lunch. I cannot get Uber Eats to deliver. I gotta find a, uh, one here in Southern California if I want Uber Eats to deliver it. Or I could just make some spaghetti, stick a giant dildo in it and just send it to them. I might do that. And then I'll send them my special radio donuts. <laughs> The LCR is tomorrow. That is three o'clock right here on the Big Forty Nine, Moto Man and Kyle. And then Saturday, uh, I don't. I'm you know what? Jason may not be here this Saturday. I may have to find a way to interject myself into the Supercross show. I had to figure out my schedule. See if I can come in and out. They get mad when I chime in. When I'm not there, they're like, "God, Stretch is gone." Then I chime in. They get all mad. Stretch said we were gonna get a play without him today, and he keeps showing up and then taking all the toys in the sandbox because Stretch is a dick. We knew that going into this game. 
But anyway, let's uh, see what happens. Hopefully I will get to it Saturday. The final round of Supercross, Chase Sexton will be your 450 champion. Both the 250 champions are crowned. And I looked and I don't think I can find a place in history where this has happened before, where one manufacturer, this being Honda, wins both 250s and the 450. I don't think it's ever happened. Pretty crazy. I know, well, Yamaha might have come close. They had uh, they had the 250s always for a long time. They were winning the 250 championship. And then the 450s, they got last year with, no, because last year Jet won one. So no, it didn't happen last year either. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to win all three. So shout out to Honda. Congratulations on a great year. All right, I'm going to pack it up and get out of here. I will be back tomorrow for the big old Friday Palooza show, and I got a lot of moto to get to. We haven't talked to one guy from the 250s yet, including your 250 West champion, Jet Lawrence, one of my favorite Aussies on the planet. I might, might, I might like Hunter a little better. I'm just saying. I like the journey that Hunter's been through more. But I, both of them, they're, in all seriousness, love the Lawrence brothers. They are great for the sport. They are really good kids, and, and I do really dig those kids so uh, we'll get Jet on tomorrow and the, the whole podium the whole 250 podium so it's going to be a good moto day to build up to the LCR show and then moto coverage on Saturday as we wrap up this Supercross season till then God bless you all and God bless the United States of America